0: Hey everybody, Superfan Giovanni here for Classic Loveline 445 from June 12, 1997, a Thursday night show. No guest tonight, just the love between the two hosts. Adam opens the show discussing the lack of talent of upcoming guest Don Ho. He's the guest scheduled for Classic Loveline 446, the upcoming Sunday night show. That show is still missing from the archive, but Don did indeed show up that Sunday. Adam has a rare telling of the pie story. And then Adam and Drew have a great back and forth with caller Liz. And towards the end of the show, They campaign to try to get callers to drop the I have a question for Dr. Drew preamble. When producer Ann tries to pump up the boys and get them hyped about Don Ho's appearance, Adam jokes that the listeners are getting their cassettes poised to record the episode. His ironic comment would prove to be prophetic. Nobody has a tape of 446, not even an official copy from the studio. Nobody was interested, and now it's perhaps one of the rarest shows besides Adam's first appearance. As per usual, so record in 1997, some of the medical advice may be out of date. Please consult your own physician or contact Dr. Drew and Mike Catherwood on current day love line. 1-800-LLVE-191. Listener discretion is advised. You can follow us on Twitter at Podcast One, on Facebook, Podcast One there as well, and PodcastOne.com, the home of all your favorite podcasts. Mahalo and get on. The following
1: program is a Podcast podcast1.com
2: production.
0: What about Don Ho? Talk about it, I think. Oh, okay.
3: Uh, Don Ho, everybody, uh, Sunday night. Oh, people are uh, getting the cassettes uh, poised. I I can tell. Don Ho is, uh, there's no way Don Ho can hear me. Uh, Can he, uh, Producer Ann? We don't. uh, Uh, Via the internet, I suppose. Go as far as the islands. All right. Uh, Don Ho is uh, an anomaly. Uh, Don Ho is, uh, by, is talentless. Uh, At least, uh, at least I have discerned this. He can speak Hawaiian. (laughs) <laughs> like, let me tell you what speaking Hawaiian is. It's speaking English uh, stoned off your ass. Uh, that's what speaking Hawaiian with a fat lip. That's what speaking Hawaiian. He uh, is a Hawaiian guy who has just probably owns uh, five islands by now. He has been a fixture for uh, many years. He, he is what Wayne Newton is to Vegas, right? Maybe even more so. Right. Somehow he galvanized that in the seventies. Remember, he'd always show up on some
2: sitcom or some. Uh,
3: well, he had his early- own show. He had his own like Don Ho beach party. It he'd go like out he'd there be and interview. Fantasy
2: Island or Love Boat or something. Like right,
3: that. and and he was just Don Ho. And he, here's here's what I'm thinking. I need to I need to claim uh, an island. You know what I mean? Or or or, or Boobville. Oh, Boobville. Yeah. Maybe <laughs> yeah, move just, stick
4: to one thing. Why
3: don't you maybe move it over Hawaii. No, no. But work. see, uh, Don Ho Make is a already volcano. Don Ho <laughs> has already taken uh, Hawaii. <laughs> You know what hey, I'm saying?
2: What well, Montana Montana awaits you?
3: Yeah, there's a lot of islands like uh, off the coast of uh, like Japan and stuff that we beat up pretty good during World War II, like Okinawa and stuff like that. I would like to take one of these islands and make it my own. All right. All right. <sighs> All right. Uh, this is Loveline. I'm Adam Carolla. That is uh, Dr. Drew. Wait, let's he's a that board. Slide. All right. He's a board certified physician. He's an addiction medicine specialist. Anyway, Don Ho, uh, uh, talent or not, it's still a coup to get him uh, on the mainland here and get him on your show. He's the singer of the Tiny Bubbles.
2: And it's interesting to get people that don't belong on Loveline on Loveline. You know, the, right? The, the uh, Tony Bennett's and the uh, Julio Iglesias. They, they they do quite well. That's, this is
3: the same speech the program director was giving me when he's thinking of putting me on. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, He will be here Sunday night. Am I right, uh, Producer Ann? He is the Sonny Bono of the islands. Do you ever watch these uh, old, uh, what is it, Nick at Night or uh, one of these classic TV things, runs the Sonny and Cher show? Right. Now, last time I saw the Sonny and Cher show, uh, I was 11. Yeah. Now I watch this show, and I realize that Sonny Bono has no discernible talent whatsoever. He uh, sings like a uh, teenager who got uh, socked in the nuts. He uh, couldn't act his way out of a garbage bag. He just kind of fumbles around. He just stands there like an idiot and, uh, and uh, laughs all the way to the bank. This is what I got to get into. I got to get hooked up with a tall broad who's half Comanche or take over some kind of island somewhere. Or right. do both. Or do possibly... You're yeah. not
4: getting any younger.
3: All right, producer Ann. You know what? Uh, you age at the same speed that I do, except for I look uh, distinguished with my uh, little touch of gray. Oh, you
4: do? Oh, okay. That's
3: why I keep telling myself. All right, let me read some uh, quick email. Um, here's one. Uh, for me, this is from uh, C-Cup. <laughs> great minds here on Loveline. I saw the H.F. Festival, which uh, was in D.C. I was at uh, that a couple of weeks ago, and you sucked at him. You, you have the voice of a horny old bald fat man. See, I don't think that's a slight. And you look like my next door neighbor. Ah, but it goes on to explain a neighbor who, uh, who we call a horsey head. <laughs> I love your show, and I give you credit. Uh, you're funny, but sometimes you're lame. Boy, it's a real uh, love-hate thing. Yeah, uh, c Cup has going on. Uh, uh, he's even taunting you with that Sea Cup. I didn't see Drew at the festival. Uh, tell him he's okay, and that you suck. <laughs> I guess. Uh, I guess I'll tell myself I suck, but I'm going to do it later on the ride home. Uh, all right, and uh, here's some more email. This is uh, from David. Uh, says, uh, Drew. Ah, uh, yes, David has uh, three regret requests. Uh, pardon me. Uh, one, uh, play the Drew Shuffle. All right, maybe we'll hear that later on tonight. Uh, Two, get Alicia Silverstone on. Well, her career's dried up. Uh, She should be begging to come on this show, Ann. And uh, number three, and this is my favorite, uh, do the French rapper. Now, what David is referring to is the Russian rapper, not the French rapper. The Russian rapper, I'll tell the story very quickly, is, uh, as you know, I am part of the Catholic Big Brother organization. And uh, when I took my young ward, Nate, out uh, many years ago, he had a uh, husky Russian friend who uh, came with us. And this guy didn't have, his dad was, you know, went through a case of vodka, you know, an afternoon and he didn't really have any kind of life. And he was Nate's friend and he used to just use Nate so he could go with me. We'd go to Magic Mount, we'd go to the beach, we'd do all these things. Um, this guy was uh, all of 4'9 uh, and uh, 215 pounds, uh, white as a ghost and spoke with a thick Russian accent. But he'd become Americanized very quickly. And uh, I know this sounds comical, but he was into the gangster rap. He used to wear shirts that said, like, Word Up and Dope, and uh, he was into Snoop and, and all the rappers. And uh, he was such a fan of the rappers that he used to do a little rapping himself. And uh, it went a little something like this. Uh, I'll see if I can remember not to cuss, because I did it before. <laughs> all right, thank you. I'll just make the sh sound when I'm trying to make the uh, sh. Uh, you're going to add it for me? All right, I'm going away. Here we go. This is uh, Tim, or as he likes to call himself, T- Team. <laughs> that was the greatest conversation I ever had. Hey, what's your name? Team? Team? Team. Team, right? Like a uh, baseball team? No, no, no. Team. Tim? Yes, team. Okay, Tim. Here we go. Bitches ain't... At hoes and tricks, suck on these balls and lick on this... Oh. <laughs> this kid's 12, Drew. Did you get that out of there, Engineer Mike? All right, because I got another rap coming up. Are we, uh, we, Is delay all worked in? I, I know he's pulling me. All right, here's, uh, his, he second. here's his second. fire. Here's the second. He reel. really wants you fired. <laughs> yeah, all right, this is the, the chubby, uh, fat uh, Russian rapper team. I got Han like John McEnroe. That bitch steps up, I'm smocking the hoe. <laughs> oh, this is the, greatest, uh, piece, this is the greatest comedy nugget of my life. You have to dig him up, find out where he is. Get him back. He's probably, what, 19 now? Uh, Nate is uh, 19. Yeah, yeah, he he's probably 19. Ugh. God knows uh, what he was getting into. Is
2: Nate still in touch with him?
3: Uh, No, he he pretty much disowned Nate when I quit taking him out because he was kind of using Nate and he was Ah. getting into trouble. But uh, he was a funny guy in his own way. One time uh, when we're driving to Magic Mountain and these two were like in 10th grade and uh, just the two most awkward guys in the world. Uh, Nate was uh, my uh, Catholic little brother. uh, Skinny is a a rail. And this guy, Tim, uh, big as a house. And uh, we're driving, and I was trying to be a good influence and everything, and they were both uh, lamenting about their love life or the fact that, uh, you know, they were in the 10th grade and hadn't even shook hands with a woman yet. And uh, they were complaining, and I said, uh, um, I gave them a line of BS. I said, don't worry, fellas. Uh, there's plenty of chicks in high school, and I'm, uh, I'm sure uh, they'll be coming around any day now. And uh, Tim pipes up from the back seat and says... Let's face it, Nate is too skinny and I'm too fat. <laughs> and I thought to myself, yeah, yep, Chubby's right. <laughs> well, I'm sure he's grown all out of it uh, by now. Lord knows uh, Nate has become uh, quite an individual. All right, uh, uh, tell Drew to get rid of those. Uh, all right, uh, no more email. Drew, we ready to move on? Who's, uh, who's coming on next weekend? Uh, Tom Arnold? Yeah. And, uh, Toad
4: the Wet Rocket. Toad favorite. the Wet
3: Sprocket. Never met him. No, I love him already because I'm a big fan of the so music So get rid of those legions Yeah. Okay. What Drew. does that mean? I don't know. Maybe, maybe the les- lesions. lesions? Oh, very nice. Okay. Drew, uh, do you understand we're doing radio? Yeah, but it's, it's, I know you've been doing about you show for 14 years. We're just sitting years. here talking. All Easy. right.
2: It hurts when I urinate. I've got these lesions. All right. Would you like uh, to read the email? I
3: see where that comes from. Okay. Thank you, Engineer Mike. All right, Drew, you all right? I'm ready. Ready to proceed? Yeah. Uh, Steve, you're 26. Hey, what's up? Hey. Uh,
1: 26. I got a girlfriend who's 40, ex-girlfriend, but I still go see her on occasion for sex.
3: I'm going to do the entire show this evening as Tim, the fat Russian no, you're rapper. Not. No, you're not. No, you are not. <laughs> <laughs> you must bark on that beach. Uh, Steve,
2: you uh, have another girlfriend?
1: Yeah, I got a girlfriend who's 21 that I see like every weekend and then presently i'm waiting to rendezvous with a 19 year old as soon as she gets there
3: all right so you're very Uh, secure
1: basically yeah Yeah. have have you ever had Mm -hmm. a
2: stable relationship yeah and what happened with that one he fooled around on her what
1: just kind of got tired of her
2: how long into the relationship was that
1: about three and a half years
2: Hmm. and what was that
3: relationship like
2: really really hectic yeah, hectic. Yeah. I, I'm not surprised. That's probably how she kept you involved.
3: All right, so let me just uh, backtrack here because i was uh, I was all caught up with team. Uh, you have a uh, old girlfriend. Yeah. How old is she? Forty. 40. And then you have—is she your full time girlfriend? Ex girlfriend. No. Ex girlfriend. Sex but partner. Still having sex with her. Mm-hmm. And then you have a younger one who is your girlfriend. Yeah. And uh, now you're scouting out a 19 year old. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. And, and, and how you- long have you been with the one that is your girlfriend?
1: About a year.
2: And when, and when he was in a lengthy relationship, it was a chaotic relationship that yep. he eventually left. Uh-huh. Do, do you understand there's a, there's a theme running through all this? Do, do you see any just consistent... It's, it's almost oversimplified uh, the situation, but there's one basic thing that you've achieved. What? A-holism. Well, aside from um, that. <laughs> well, exactly. or, you certainly achieved that. But you have managed to avoid intimacy in all your relationships through various strategies. Right. By either keeping somebody at a distance, by keeping another person in there that you're involved with, or by creating such chaos in the relationship that, that that preoccupies you.
1: Well, the chaos is from the the ex-girlfriend.
2: I understand that the chaos is from the ex-girlfriend, but that's why that relationship went on as long as it did. Had it actually been a genuine relationship, had you actually had to have feelings and be intimate, it would have frightened you. You would have bailed out sooner. It would have sabotaged it in some other way. So because it satisfied your need to, to have a relationship, but not one that was genuine, you managed to stay focused on the chaos. Okay, and, so...
1: The girl I'm waiting for right now, the 19-year-old. This is the one I'm actually interested in, but well,
3: I mean, that's that's because you haven't nailed her yet, Steve. Nah, nah, she's oh, got a boyfriend. Yeah, okay. All, all the more alluring, Steve. Okay. L- listen, I uh, I see through you uh, like um, like a Saran wrap. Likewise. Well, then can I? Sign you up will be with the 19-year-old uh, until she pledges her love for you, and yeah. then you will move on right. uh, to your next uh, ladies, chaotic ladies relationship. out there. Lis-
2: listen to this gentleman. This is the man you want to avoid. <clears throat> because okay. this is not this is not what people want out of relationships, and people may may pursue Steve's. Steve. You know, Steve doesn't th-
3: want it either. I understand, that, just, but it's well, like a, a, you know someone who's a heroin saying, uh, "Do you want heroin?" Right. No. Nope, yeah. And, and, g- and guess
2: who's who's going to be attracted to Steve? It's all the women who are abused and this sort of thing. Because this Steve is a good abuser, or he likes relationships in which there's no intimacy. And uh, I'm sure there are plenty of other people out there in this lovely country of ours to oblige him. But right. uh, please, if somebody uh, cares about themselves and
3: wants to have a real relationship. Have a relationship. All right. And, uh, Steve, you're 26 now. It's time to uh, settle in just a little bit. We didn't ask him if he has kids. God forbid. Oh, he can't have kids. Now, nah, he didn't strike me as a kid-having type. Steve, you have kids? Uh, no. Okay. Uh, Good.
1: I need a vasectomy, man. I need to sign up for the... Uh, oh, yes, know. he does. Yes.
3: Yeah, Your do. prime candidate. Although, I cool. swear I want to give it to people who have kids. But uh, you sound very dangerous. I
1: know. I am. And I don't want to have kids to continue no, on. Well, Steve,
3: Steve is a candidate. All right. Uh, Steve? Cool. Yeah. We're going to put you on hold. Uh, Lisa, Sherry, uh, Steve is uh, going to give you his number, and we'll put him on the vasectomy uh, candidacy list. Cool. Not not the donor list, but the candidacy list, okay? All right. All right, you're a front runner. Thanks, man. You and uh, so far, your only competition is Dr. Marcel, the uh, plastic surgeon that fills in for Drew on occasion. He is up there, although I'm sure he has friends who could pull a few strings and he could get some sort of discount. Oh, come on. <laughs> Drew, when you get serious and say come on It makes it sound more incriminating You should just laugh it off yeah. That way it sounds like there's no credence to it at all You want to try it again? Oh yeah, you're so funny <laughs> Hey Debbie, 17
5: Uh-huh, uh-huh.
3: Hello yeah. Hi there, what's up? Debbie All right, all right Listen, Debbie, uh, poise yourself, and then when we come back to you, we'll uh, we'll trim that whole uh, five minutes off the top of the call. You ready? Should we get back to Debbie or no? Moving on. Uh, we'll get to her later, though. Uh, Dimitri. Yeah, hi. Hey.
6: Adam, Dr. Drew, love Great. the show. Thank, Thank
3: you, Drew. Dimitri, you're 21, and you're on Loveline.
6: Yes. Um, I've recently started taking E, and I wanted to do some research on MDMA, so I went searching on the web and one site said that it possibly uses up serotonin in the brain sure, and I want to know if this is true because i 've recently noticed some changing in my sleeping patterns and
2: uh, ec- ecstasy I- is is a very dangerous drug that's it, it, it now it, it also tends to we believe there's some as some publication out of UCLA that suggests that it actually destroys brain tissue oh. uh, it 's one of the few yeah. drugs that has been c- fairly clearly associated with that kind of uh, consequence that's Uh that- the heavy exe- the users I have seen have been untreatable. They've been uh, psychotic. They've been disorganized. They've been paranoid. Uh, the, the effects on abstract reasoning are such that you can't reason with them, and they're so paranoid you can't develop any kind of relationship, and they just bolt. How much, ser-
3: hey, let me ask you about serotonin. Yeah. How much of that do you produce? Well, it's, it's these are in m- tiny microscopic quantities.
2: It's more an issue of balance in different parts of the brain. I mean, your brain is such a delicate instrument. You disrupt a m- few molecules of a chemical in one region, and you get you get a symptom.
3: No, not mine. Mine, uh, mine is like a uh, roach. No real parts or anything moving in it. It's not true. I'm telling even you, even yours. Even
2: yours. That proves my point.
3: I, I'm telling you, I could uh, I, I could operate uh, heavy equipment uh, half asleep. Uh, I could. I've, I've suffered uh, m- uh, much trauma to my head over the years. And, uh, still, uh, think, Claire's, uh, Claire's a, there's a, uh, a bell, Drew. Yeah. You know what? I want to talk to Dimitri again.
2: Why do you want to talk to him Because again? usually what uh, it actually happens is they get addicted to speed. Most ex-the-addicts, ex- the abusers I've seen end up addicted to speed. Dimitri, you doing much speed?
6: No, I've never done
2: speed. All right. Nine, no, you're paying 1,000
6: MDMA, MDMA is a methamphetamine, it's an amphetamine, it's, right?
2: It's amphetamine that's been altered in such a way as to give it hallucinogenic properties. It, it is dangerous. And strangely, Demetri, here's the thing. I'm sitting here telling you I've seen profoundly disturbed and, and injured people from this drug. And yet... What, what somehow people would rather focus on is, oh, gee, it might lower my serotonin levels, or gee, I heard it could drain the spinal fluid from your back, as though, as though those things had any consequence whatsoever other than damaging the brain.
6: Well, what about the, the sleeping, and I seem to be able to get pissed off a little bit easier, and I've only done this stuff four times.
2: Well, it right, stop, hold on, it'll, it wears off uh, pretty fast. Dimitri, quit doing it, would yeah, you? Yeah, it wears off pretty quick. If you only do it four times, the chances are very good this will wear off. All right, Debbie.
5: Hello?
2: You're
3: 17. Uh-huh. What's going on?
5: Well, um, I have a boyfriend, and we've been going out for two years now. And we've been sexually active, and I sort of slept with my high school economics teacher, and now I'm pregnant.
1: Uh-huh. So
5: <laughs> I don't know what to do. I don't know what to do with the baby, and I don't know how to tell my boyfriend, and I don't know how to tell my parents, and I don't know how to tell my... John, the teacher.
2: How far are you into the pregnancy, are you?
5: Well, I found out, like, the tenth of this month, but I think I'm in the second month.
2: How long ago did you have sex with the teacher?
5: Huh?
3: How long ago did you have sex with the teacher?
5: Um, Three months, almost. Like, two and a half months.
3: Drew? Drew's going bogus. How did this happen with this teacher?
5: Huh? How did this happen?
3: I swear to God. I, I, here's my new policy. Ah, hold on a second, Debbie. A new Loveline policy. If I hear the huh, followed by the repeating of the question, I'm hanging up on your ass. I can't take that anymore. I know you hear it. We just went over this uh, last night in a rare moment of role-playing here on Loveline. And I'll 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 do it again just to uh, make it crystal clear. Here is what's going to get you hung up on on Love Line. Uh go ahead, ask the question. Adam, how long have you been pregnant? Huh? Uh how long have you been pregnant? How long have I been pregnant? Huh? <laughs> how long have I been pregnant? Who's on first? <laughs> I know, you're the manager. Listen. If there's a problem with with the line and you really don't hear it, then uh ask here's the code word. Repeat. Uh, please repeat the question. Uh, this is now turning into Jeopardy. This is <laughs> This is bad uh, teenage... Uh, it is Jeopardy, but it's sort of the antithesis of Jeopardy. Anti-Jeopardy. There'll be no more ha's. They'll just uh, be... Uh, huh, p- we, uh, that's asking me. a lot.
2: But no, no more ha followed by repeating the question. That's unacceptable. All right.
3: Beca- but, because that's, that's, that's uh, guilt. All right, but no more huh and then answering the question. Yeah. Because obviously you heard it. Right. Okay. Let's uh, give Debbie another try. Debbie? Yeah? All right. Um, we'll try this again. Hi. My finger's poised on the uh, hang-up button here. All right.
5: How All right. did
3: you happen to get together with your teacher? I don't know. What happened?
5: Well, we were just, I don't know. Um, well, I met him in class the first day. Well, of
2: how did life. you get together with the teacher? What happened when you slept
3: with him that night?
5: That night? Well, we just slept together. What happened?
3: I swear to God, I'm hanging up on you, Debbie.
5: We had, we had sex. I mean, how, how did it happen? Christ, for
3: Christ's No, sake, it's bogus. I... It's bogus. I mean, yeah, there she left. No, she didn't leave. They just put that sound uh-huh. in. <laughs> Please, Drew. Don't you know about the wonder and magic of radio? Really? I if some, still, if I kind believe her. Then you keep interviewing. Because if somebody had something as, as
2: traumatic as that happened to them, they'll remember the w- wallpaper. Well,
3: she remembers. The, the she night. just doesn't know what the hell you want and want then her you to have, say. Then you ask the question. It's the right, concrete thinking uh, that we have here on Loveline. Debbie. Yeah? Listen, Drew's P.O.ed. Okay. It's just me and you now. Okay. Now, I know you don't like answering uh, questions from him because uh, he's the man. Yeah. Whenever Drew asks questions, it's like one of these uh, 40s uh, war propaganda films. Well, what do the... you want
5: to know? The kind
3: of underwear the hold guy on. had on? Uh-oh. Uh, <laughs> uh, I mean, let yeah. Me, hold on. Would you shut up and let me finish my, my thing here? It's, when Drew asked a question, it's like uh, these war films from the 40s where the American flyer's been captured by the evil Nazis and won't give up any information. I then uh, come in as the busty blonde Nazi and get all the information out of him. (laughs) All right. Uh, Debbie. Yeah? Now, don't wise off. Okay. Listen. What happened with you two? How did you get together? You and the teacher. What went on? And we know you had sex, and we know you met him in school.
5: Okay, well, I was having trouble in class, and he said that he would help me, so we went out to dinner, and... Well, I don't know. We started dancing a little bit, and then he asked me if I wanted to come back to his apartment. How old is this guy? He's 27.
3: And you went back and had sex with him?
5: Yeah, we went back to his apartment.
3: Mm -hmm. And have you heard any other stories of him doing this with any other students? No. No. And uh, had you uh, you been sort of sizing each other up for a few months before this? Did you have any uh, indication that he was interested?
5: Him, me, no. I was sort of interested in him, but uh-huh. I never
3: thought it would go anywhere. Uh-huh. And uh, did he tell you not to say anything? No. No. What is, what is up with this guy? I don't know. Are you sure this wasn't the janitor? I'm positive. What kind of, uh, listen, uh, I don't condone a teacher having uh, sex with a high school student, but I really uh, don't condone them uh, warning them uh, not to tell anybody. This is, uh, this, is, this is frightening. I mean, one hand, it's just a guy being horny. On the other hand, it's a guy being uh, horny and uh, reckless. Drew, do you know what I'm saying? All right, yes, yes, yes. Yeah, it's bogus. Debbie's full of crap. Yeah,
7: yeah it's bogus.
3: Guaranteed. Drew knew. Yeah. Drew, you knew. Yeah, I know. How
2: did you know it was bogus? It, it just, it, it, there's no feeling. She, I, I, could, I could see her, the smile behind the facade. Really, I could feel it. If somebody listen, the kid, a seventeen-year-old, sleeps with her teacher. That's heavy. And then she's pregnant. She has to hide it from, I mean, there's going to be nothing funny in that person's life. Yeah, but anywhere, we- unless the person was so profoundly abused,
3: and then you, you'd feel that hostility. Well, I was banking on the profoundly uh, abused thing. Yeah,
6: possible,
3: not that. Right. All right, uh, Drew. <laughs> Drew, it's uh, it's uh, sheer luck when Drew speaks into the microphone. <laughs> Who's paging you, knew, Drew? Uh, A hospital. Okay. All right. Uh, So Drew has proven uh, that he has an eagle ear. And uh, Drew, why don't you sell the hell out of the next non
8: bogus call before we go to break? Here we go.
2: Liz is 23. 23. And she's confused. Why do guys say they'll call and then they don't? Hmm.
8: So, once again, you're struggling with what to get that gamer slash geek in your life. You know, the one surgically attached to the screen, speaking a language that you can barely understand. Well, here's the answer. Loot Crate. That's right, Loot Crate. It costs less than 20 bucks a month, and you get six to eight items that include licensed gear, apparel, collectibles, and unique one-of-a-kind items that are targeted right at your gamer geek. This month's Loot Crate is a head-to-head, rough-and-tumble battle for your senses, as Loot Crate celebrates fighting heroes, battling rogues, 8-bit brawlers, and other factions that you love from some of your geek and gaming favorites, including exclusive collectibles from Mega Man. And Assassin's Creed. They've also got Halo, Street Fighter, and more surprises. Plus, when you sign up, you get the chance to get exclusive t-shirts you won't find anywhere else. You do not want to miss out on this in November. Well, maybe you do, but your gamer will not. You've got till 9 p.m. Pacific on the 19th to subscribe and get this month's crate. If you wait till the 20th, it's over, you miss out, and everybody's sad. So make sure you get to lootcrate.com slash podcast. And then when you get there, enter code PODCAST and save 10% on all new subscriptions. That's LootCrate.com slash podcast. The solution to your holiday gift problems for every gamer, geek, and pop culture enthusiast on the planet. Go there. They'll make you look cool for less than 20 bucks a month. You're not going to find that deal anywhere else. Stephen Baldwin there.
3: All right, uh, I am Adam Carolla. That is the excellent Dr. Drew, board-certified physician, yada, yada, yada. Phone number 1-800-LOVE-191, fax number 310-854-4455. Uh, Drew was just telling me uh, during the break that uh, that he sometimes feels as if he's not excellent, right. that uh, like that, is- that he's inconsistent. Right. Uh, not when it comes to the radio, because you don't give a rat's ass about that, but... Uh, more importantly, the 35 uh, high schoolers he talked to uh, yesterday at the commencement no, no, no. speech for his alma mater. No, no,
2: no, other things I get in, myself into. I, I have to really, really work on them. I have to really make sure, I have to watch myself.
3: I have no work ethic. I we know that. I can only do things that I have a natural ability at. Otherwise, I will uh, just fail well, that, dismally. And,
2: and that may be a better policy. Just don't get into stuff that you don't really already know how to do extremely well.
3: Absolutely. Yeah. Oh, why, uh, why break yourself? Well, because. There, it's that's sh- why I got out of, uh, of uh, almost every form of comedy. I think public speaking is an important thing for people to be able to do. I really do. I mean, think why? About,
2: I mean, what What are politicians or business leaders if people learn how to speak well? Oh, that's yeah, but th-
3: those are just, uh, you know, shysters uh, with a thesaurus. I mean, come on, Drew. Most no, I'm not saying that's what, I,
2: what I, I desire to be. I'm just saying that's. That's an important way to communicate with people. Let's put yeah, it that way.
3: and you do it uh, better than uh, almost anyone. Well, thank you. Especially you, doctors. You no, you've never heard me, but that's fine. When I hear you talk every night. I've uh-huh. heard you yammer on. Believe me. Believe me. I know you do a fine job, and I'm sure the kids were duly impressed. Uh, Drew is knocking his performance with the uh, commencement speech he gave uh, yesterday. I'm sure it was uh, solid as Sears, Drew. Please, and stop. Uh, learn to enjoy a little. You need to roll in your own filth a little. That's what you need, Drew. I need to take you out and um, um, fling feces at you or something. Oh, I, very exciting! I need to break you in. You're t- you're too uptight. You're too hard on yourself. That's true. You gotta relax a little. No, that's true. That's true. You need to get loaded and worship yourself uh, naked in front of the mirror like I do. You know what I'm saying? No, but how can you do that? Oh, I pose down almost every night. Wow! Yeah, sure. You got to do that (laughs) drill. And then I do that mock. I'm getting into a fight. You talking to me, (laughs) Liz? Yes. You're 23.
9: Hi, boys. Hi, gal. Um. Okay. Here's my deal. I'll give you a short history. Um. I dated this guy for about two weeks last December. I went overseas for about five months. We, I didn't think we'd keep in touch, honestly, but um, we did about every other week. I call him, he calls me, et cetera, et cetera. And I got back about a week and a half ago, and I called him. I saw him briefly. Things seemed really good. I mean, really fun. I wasn't expecting, like, you know, boyfriend, that sort of thing. But since then, um, I have plans to go to a wedding with him. And uh, he blew me off for the wedding. Ooh. I haven't, I haven't heard, like, spoken to him.
2: You mean, he didn't actually tell you he no, couldn't make no. it.
9: He just it basically didn't return my phone calls or Yeah. Kind of thing. Uh,
3: forget yeah. him. Um, oh forget that guy. Uh, guys yeah, get a little. Yeah, the,
9: the strange thing is, is that um, I've left many, many messages. I feel like I'm psychotic. This is a really strange thing because I'm not like a psychotic person at all. Uh huh. And I've left many messages saying, "Please call me." You know, I want to figure out what's going on. Please just me what's going on and um mm. i talked to him tonight for about two seconds um i caught him when he wasn't screening his phone calls obviously
1: mm-hmm.
9: and uh you know he said hey i'm on the other line i said well you're gonna call me back he's like oh you know you're just on hold no no problem et cetera. Et cetera. And uh, he hung up on me, and I called back, and, you know, there was no
3: answer. Hmm. So you see, he's avoiding me. Let's see. Well, well hold okay, on, Drew. It's... Well, wait a minute, Liz. Uh, there's got to be something here. Uh, exactly. I'm thinking. Uh, uh, please, Drew. Please. Oh, you always go there immediately. I'm...
9: That's, that's why i why. Hold I'm... on a
3: second, Liz. 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 Yes. Yes. Liz. Yes. you got to learn to chill, baby. You've got to worship yourself in front of the mirror. <laughs> you are I talking, have, uh, you've been, talked I'm, this I'm, guy uh, r- uh, right out of the relationship. Now just relax. Yeah. But Drew? You're, you're overweight. Uh, what? Please. What? what? Please, Drew. What? I'm thinking tumor.
9: Uh, no, no, no. I'm it's something. not that of type.
3: He must have a tumor. Maybe. I'm thinking that he must have I, suffered I some sort of. I he's going
9: to come up. But I talked to him tonight, you know. and now
2: His mother died? It has upset him some. No, no. He, yeah. tempor- uh, it's mm.
9: really, really odd. Yeah. Mm. yeah.
3: Metabolic I encephalopathy? Mean, I think that's what happened. Yeah. No,
9: I've had guys that made me before.
3: that's... No, 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 no. That's not it. That's not it.
9: But, I mean, I. <laughs> It's the silence treatment,
3: though. Right, yeah. right. No, no, no. Liz, uh, I think we're all on the same page here. Mm-hmm. We've sized you up, but, and, and we can agree that it's not that he uh, wants to get out of the relationship. It's that he's got a medical problem. I think there's a... Drew, you're a doctor. Are you not? Yeah. Uh, w- does this sound like a medical problem? Uh, oh, yes, yes. Perhaps a mitral valve prolapse no, or something? I, th-
2: I think uh, some encephalopathic process.
3: I Could it mean. be an imbalance, chemically? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. Uh, Liz. Yes. Um... And Drew's going to give you a uh, prescription uh, for a uh, pharmaceutical, a mood-altering altering drug. We'd like you to jot it down.
9: No, no, no! I'm seriously not that bad.
3: No, not for you, not oh, for you, for him. him. Yeah, what because is it? well, something's up with him, right?
9: Well, yeah, and and I mean, the strange thing is, is that. I've given him many options. Out, I'm like, you know, you're gay. Right, no, no,
3: that's it. It could be gay. That's it. Know. That's what it is. He's gay. He may all, be gay.
9: Things, and it's just, you know, I just want him to, you know, yell at me. You know, I, I think you're a whore. I think you're a bitch. Mm-hmm. Kind of deal.
3: How about? Why? Wait a minute, Liz. Well, no, no, no. I mean, no, no. She, I she's, mean she's,
9: but I mean, at least then I can. Blame
3: all right, hold on a second, Liz. She's saying she wants confirmation that the relationship is over, not the cold shoulder. Yeah. But the, we'll, we'll talk to Liz. I'll be him. Alright. All right. Liz? Yes. How about uh how about we call him and get to the bottom of this? You could. We could?
9: I suppose I have his number.
3: Oh you do. Okay, Liz. Uh, I'll tell you what. Here's here's what I'll promise you.
9: Okay, yes.
3: We'll put you on hold. Sure. We'll get hold of him and we'll uh we'll put this whole thing out of its misery. And Drew as a doctor can figure out what's medically wrong with this guy.
9: I would really love that.
3: Yeah, because something is up something is up. absolutely there's no possible way uh he would just back out of a relationship no man has ever behaved like this
9: relationship no
3: man has ever behaved like right sure okay so we're, we no we, man has ever been a coward like this guy yeah so Let's see. all right so we agree that something's up so we're I gonna g- all right liz we're gonna yes. give you uh sherry or lisa over here uh all we're right. gonna get him and we're gonna get him on the phone all right and if we can't get him on the phone I am going to put this relationship to bed by playing the role of the coward boyfriend.
9: All right. I would love that.
3: I will be insulting, uh, rude, and put a stake uh, through it.
9: that way I can hate you so I can get over you. Right. Uh, Right.
3: We can have closure.
9: Yes.
3: Okay, Liz. We'll put you on hold. We'll get his number. Isn't that interesting? Okay. That that, that was the human mind at work. Hold on. Let me break up the pajama party over here. Ladies. Uh don't uh, hang up, up don't uh, hang up on Liz. Okay?
2: You really in, we're, we're gonna not, get her,
3: you really interrupted something there. We're gonna get a number. Yeah, I think they were uh they're they're playing like Spin the Bottle with Mike. It's a big slumber party over here. I, I, there's uh <laughs> Everyone get, it gets together, and uh, they have a great old I'm time. I'm just reading
4: this fax. It just talks about how wonderful producer Ann is. So. Well,
3: it's true. That's really? true. We're just
4: about to frame it and hang it on we'll the wall. We'll bring lawn, it in here. We so. can read it. Bring okay.
3: it in. Uh, why don't you put it in the bathroom so we can it really doesn't put it say, to you.
4: It doesn't say anything good about you guys.
3: right. <clears throat> <coughs> yeah. Uh, read the name on the bottom. Is it uh, Hubby Doug? No. <laughs> <laughs> it's Mama Corolla. <laughs> hey, don't you talk about my mama. <laughs> cool. <laughs> All right, uh, we're going to go to break. Uh, When we come back, hopefully we will either have uh, Liz's uh, uh, boyfriend with the uh, tumor the size of the pomegranate in his head that is keeping uh, him away from uh, Liz and all the love she has to give, or I will play the part of uh, Liz's estranged boyfriend and put her out of her misery.
8: Hey I'm Jake And I'm Amir And we're from that appropriately named web series Jake and Amir We're also the voices of If I Were You The only advice podcast on the internet Hosted by us That's right Every week we offer our personal insight to real problems Submitted to us by real people And sometimes even our comedy friends join Like Ben Schwartz, Thomas Middleditch, and Allison Williams The important thing is The advice is often pretty bad But hopefully always funny So go to podcastone.com And hit that download button To hear our terrible but hopefully funny advice Thanks guys
3: Danger field. yeah. All right, I'm Adam Carolla. That is uh, Dr. Drew. This is Loveline. Phone number 1-800-LOVE-191. All right, when we left off, we are speaking to Liz. Liz is 23. Um, let me just ask Liz a uh, question or two about this relationship. Liz uh, had a sort of relationship with a guy, and now he's not returning the calls. He, he's screening the calls. He won't talk to her, and she just wants some closure. I do. All right, now, Liz, have you had sex with him? Yes. You have? Mm-hmm. Uh, on more than one occasion?
9: Three times.
3: Oh, three times? Yes. All no right. No foreplay
9: involved. It was
3: just sex. No foreplay? No, he
9: wasn't very
3: good. It wasn't good? No. Uh, did he uh, Did he drop his pants or just use the fly?
9: Uh, it was a drop the pants and a uh, shirt on type deal. Uh-huh.
3: And it wasn't good sex? Oh, uh, well,
9: it wasn't horrible, but it wasn't
3: great by mm-hmm. any means. Mm-hmm. And um, how come there was no foreplay involved?
9: Uh, that was up to him. It was, I mean, I'm a big floor play girl. I try and do, you know, fellatio and that sort of deal. But it was none return in that aspect.
3: Uh-huh. So you did a little work on him, but there was... Uh, no,
9: no
3: No construction crew uh, heading down to the tunnel. Exactly. Okay. All right. Um, we have uh, Jed, is it, yeah, I believe? we have
4: Jed on the line.
3: We have him on the line, Anne.
4: Yeah, but we're having difficulty with the phone, so... You'll be able to hear Jed through your headphones, but you have to say what he's saying over Wait, here. Wait, can I Adam. hear him? Will I be able to hear him? You'll be able to hear him also.
3: All right. But, so, but not the listener. All right, because we can't. No, because- but,
4: yeah, and Adam just has to say what he's saying. All
3: right, so Jed can listen uh, via the radio, I yeah, guess. exactly. Okay. Uh, Liz. Yes. We ha- you heard that, right?
9: Yes, I did.
3: Okay, so I'll sort of act as a go-between.
9: Oh, even better.
3: All right, let me check with Jed. Uh, Jed. Okay, Jed, you then tell me your answer Liz, you will ask some questions Jed will answer them And I'll just put them out verbatim Alright it'll, uh, it'll be as if Jed uh, possessed of my mouth
9: Oh, even better
3: Alright Yes Jed Okay, Jed's ready Alright, Liz uh, What would you like to ask Jed?
9: I just want to know what the hell is going on What do you mean? Like, uh, hello We've been, you know, c- keeping in contact for five months why all of a sudden you just stop calling? Why do you not want to speak to me? You refuse to answer my phone calls, that sort of thing.
3: You know I see other women. So? Uh, this is Jed talking, by the way.
9: Well, fine. I have no problem with that. But we had plans for, you know, six months to go to a wedding together. And you don't even tell me that you don't want to go.
3: All right, Jed says he did tell you he didn't want to go, that he left a message on your answering machine, but it must have somehow got erased.
9: Well, exactly. Why didn't he tell me in person?
3: Well, he called. Mm. Hold on. Hold on, let me just ask Jed a quick. You, Jed, you called? Jed said he called. Jed left a message.
9: Well, I never got it. All and right. left you three messages saying that I never got it. He's oh.
3: asking the same question over and over and over again. And Jed said, uh, "Hold on, Jed said he did go down on you momentarily, but oh, uh, that it lie. was so uh, that he had to get out. Oh, big he lie. had to pull back.
9: Oh no, not even close.
3: That's what he said, though. No,
9: that's a big
3: lie. Jed, are you? Li- Jed says he swears on a stack of Bibles. No. All right, uh, listen. He I'm just a repeating. Jewish
9: boy, he went st- <laughs> swear on a stack of Bibles. Jed.
3: Jed just said he'd swear on a stack of, uh, uh, on, on the menorah. I mean, on the, uh, on the, <laughs> on the what is righteous. it, Drew? Tora. Uh, the Torah. No. Nope. Yeah, he sw- swore on a stack of Torahs. No, that-
9: y'all are lying. He's not on the phone.
3: <laughs> Jed just sweared on a stack of yarmulkes, uh, no, Liz. No, no, <laughs> Y'all didn't get a hold of it. I know
9: that much.
3: All right, but we had you going, didn't we? No. Oh, please. <laughs> All right, Uh Liz? Yes. You're uh you're a little nutty, right?
9: No, 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 A nutty, little bit. I sound nutty because I'm in a nutty, like really
3: mental. um as my mama says, uh nutty is how nutty sounds. No, no, no. You you sound a little nutty. All right. No, listen. I listen. Yeah. Y- it was just a quick sex thing. Uh Jed's um Jed's mom wants him to marry a doctor <laughs> no. and uh no. it ain't gonna happen. All right?
5: Yeah. J-
2: that J- is your J- closure. Jed's does, J- does wants people that ha wait, wait, wait. He's one of those people that has to keep you happy and has to rescue you and he needs to not hurt anybody else. And he, he can't deal with the fact that he's out of this relationship, so he's just avoiding you. Right. And that's it. He's done. That's he it. totally, totally done. Thank and you. And the only way he can deal with it is by avoiding. All right. And it's pathetic.
3: So stop chasing him around and making a fool of yourself, Liz. Move on to a guy who will, uh, you know, reciprocate your love. Or, or will tell you at least when he wants to break up. <laughs> <laughs> that's promising, Drew. Uh, Regina, sixteen. Hi. Hey.
5: Um, I kind of have a little, um, problem in my sex life. Okay, me and my boyfriend have, have been having sex for four months now. He wasn't my first, and I don't even know if he's going to be my last, okay? And, um, he brought me to my first orgasm, and that was like the third time we've had sex. We've had sex repeatedly. After that, and I've been able to make him come, but he's never been able to make me come again. How old is he? He's 17.
3: Okay. That's not uh, much of a feat. Too much for her to make him. His, uh, his, uh, <laughs> he has an Irish setter who's, uh, ma- who's brought him to orgasm a couple of times, too. When you're 17, uh, someone slams the door real hard. And uh, you're somewhere in the living room. You have a spontaneous ejaculation just because of the uh, air shift, the vacuum effect. Uh, Drew, you you know what I'm saying. they will pull it right out of you. All right, so what is it that he is not doing now that he did that third time? Um, that
5: sex has happened to be victory sex. I'm sorry? <laughs> That's
3: what we called it, victory sex. All right, uh, listen... Um, Riddler? What did he do differently then that he's not doing now? Regina's mm, a class act here. <laughs> Regina just used the uh, F word. Hey, Regina. I'm
5: not supposed to cuss.
3: All right. Uh, Regina, I, I don't know whether to do, uh, hate you or pity you, but it's a, it's a little bit each. Uh. Talk to him and straighten it out. What the hell do you want us to do? Tell him what. Are you, you serious, re- Regina? Is seriously, uh, do you want us to answer your question? Yeah, I don't
5: even
3: know what to do about this boy. Uh, you need to ex- uh, explain. I want to I him. explore Regina for a second yeah. here. Uh, Regina, what's up with you? You in school? Huh? Are you in school? Um,
5: yeah. What does that mean? Well, right now I'm on summer vacation, but...
3: You going into 11th grade or 12th grade next year? Mm-hmm. 11th, yeah. 11th grade. How are your grades?
5: Really decent.
3: Uh-huh. Where are your parents? Asleep. And both in the house? Mm-hmm. We're back to concrete. A- any, anybody do anything weird to you when you're a kid? No. Do you have a kid?
5: No, I don't have a mm-hmm. You ever
3: been pregnant? I was pregnant once. hmm And what happened to you?
5: What do you mean what happened
3: to me? What's wrong with you?
5: <sighs> I don't know what's wrong with me.
3: You know, but would you say there is something wrong with you? Mm,
5: no. Do you enjoy life? Relatively.
3: Okay. All right. All right. Well, tell them you need better loving. Mm. And enjoy the rest of your life. Can't we do better than that? No. No. Because she was, like, weird and combative. Yeah. And I don't care.
2: If you put a bet down, it would be uh, physical abuse for a dollar. Would you? Oh, yes.
3: You really? Oh, yeah. Regina? 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 I guess she hung up. Yeah. That's, yeah. <laughs> sorry. Oh, you're so rangy, Ann. Uh,
5: Melanie.
3: Oh, hi. Hey, you're 15. Yeah. What's going on? Okay, this is what's up. A lot of attitude being thrown around on uh love line tonight.
5: I have an attitude?
3: There's, there's a more Not you, sweetie. more of it lately. Okay. You know,
2: I don't know if it's the the who's calling us, the way they're being screened or or, or we're attracting that, bringing that upon ourselves.
3: And it's women mostly. Yeah. It's Wait all, a minute, it's I'm going to make a hold on a second, Melanie. Uh I hate to say this because it it uh, sounds like uh, gender prejudice here. But I've noticed the women uh, in the last month or so here on Loveline being uh, hostile, a lot more hostile, yeah. and a lot nuttier too.
2: Well, that, that's all part of the same syndrome. But, you, but if you look at what, if you've noticed the pattern, you know, there's, come on, what, there's been a, there's been a a, a a version of this for the man too. We've seen lately. Uh, no, the guys just seem to be confused. No, there's been more sociopathy. Like the first caller of the night. Yeah, yeah, much more of that. More narcissism, more sociopathy. It's a, it's part of the uh, meaning.
3: Meaning uh, they're out doing a whole bunch of dastardly stuff, and they're totally detached from and it.
2: And they have no concern for anybody's feelings. Okay,
3: uh, I have had a sprinkling of that, but I've m- noticed much more yes. of the uh, crazy broad syndrome <laughs> on uh, Love Line. Perhaps it's uh, become a theme. All right, but not you, Melanie. <laughs> Maybe okay. not.
5: You want me
3: else, okay? Yes,
5: please. All okay. right. Okay. The problem is is like just social things in general well not like in general like I have specific things that I do like when I go to school and all I'm out of school right now but especially when I go to school I, I get shy and quiet and reserved you know but I'm not like this at home I just I just do this out in public I don't know why but and then like I mean I can't like go up and talk to guys at all you know and um I mean yeah I can but I mean as far as asking out that's the problem and then and then it's sort of like self consciousness, I guess. It's yeah. Not so much looked as in as how I'm like presenting myself to these people.
2: Right. No, you're 15. You're 15. I mean, this part of high school is about figuring out who you are relative to your peers and how you ask people out and how you feel about that and who you want to ask out. I mean, this is sort but of. It's
5: not only that. It's it's you know being shy and quite reserved. Plus, you know, having trouble expressing myself even to my best friends, and it's hard.
2: And, well, and, I don't w- know and to... when you say it's at home, it's different. What do you mean with your family.
5: Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm not trying to reserved. I'm I'm like myself, and for some reason, when I get with like all these people at school, I just can't do that anymore because.
2: Did your family encourage you to form friends when you were growing up, or did they kind of keep you? Oh,
5: you? I'm not really close with my family at all. They don't, you know, it's it's a long story. Well, tell us. Well, I mean, I live with my dad, and my mom's not around anymore. And
2: what happened to your mom? Um,
5: she she went with my stepfather. She doesn't. She just. You know, I don't have an address. I don't have a phone number. You know, she doesn't call me, you
2: know. That, that has to affect you. Right? Mm-hmm. That has to affect how you feel about yourself.
5: Well, no, not really, but...
3: Sure it does. Has to. I mean, I, mean, I feel good about
5: myself. I think I look good, you know, but I
3: mean, it's just... Yeah, it's but like, listen, it's not all about uh, how you look in a pair of ski pants, uh, yeah. Melanie. Please. <laughs> and if you say that um, again, I'm going to be convinced that you don't feel good about the way you look.
5: The thing point i'm trying to make is that my problem is socially it's not yeah how
3: I, look. I know you're not deformed what? It, listen here's what, what drew's saying melanie just relax here listen listen to it for a second uh-huh. there is uh not a 15 year old girl uh who walks this planet who does not have some feelings of uh, ambivalence socially uh it, it, it's a tough time i mean by by virtue of the fact that you're 15 and you're living in, in a uh, Western culture, you are going to feel awkward and uh, different, and you're going to act differently around different people, and you're going to have mixed feelings. It, it all comes with the territory.
5: But it happens every time.
3: All right. Hey, every time at 15.
5: Oh, no. It's, it's been happening for about two years. So, I mean, the this this whole thing has been developing ever since okay. i was like 10 years old. All
3: right. But you're well aware of it.
5: Yeah.
3: And you're you're trying to do something about it. Yeah. I am I'm, I'm telling you Melanie, uh as God is my witness, uh this is something you will just grow out of. It's like uh for women it's like walking in high heels. Uh the first time you strap on a pair of those uh pumps, uh you barely make it across the room. Uh before you know it, uh, you're uh running from gang members and and beating them. Uh uh <laughs> wearing a pair of stilettos. Uh. You ever see these movies where um, it's, uh, I don't know, Cindy Crawford's in it or something, they're wearing a pair of heels, and they're being chased down some uh, New York back alley at night, and it rained uh, a half hour earlier, and they're just sprinting in high heels? Cobblestones. On cobblestones. If I put on a pair of heels and uh, tried with a walker (laughs) and tried to make it uh, from the toilet to the sink, uh, I would uh, collapse uh, like some sort of crash at Indy. Are going to the wall and burst into flame. <laughs> Absolutely amazing what women learn to do on those heels. All right, so that's my analogy. Uh, just like you're a little awkward on the heels whenever you got up on those, this uh, is a metaphor for your life socially. You're fine, you'll grow out of it.
10: Hey,
11: this is Greg Fitzsimmons, host of FitzDog Radio, right here on Podcast One. Join me and my guests, people like Zach Galifianakis, John Hamm. Corolla, Hardwick Rogue, and everybody.
3: Track my rage against middle age, FitzDog Radio, on Podcast One. Uh, next week, Don Ho, Tom Arnold, and Toad the Wet Sprocket. And Adam Carolla and Dr. Drew will be back in 10 seconds.
6: This is Loveline on Radio Station. KROQ Pasadena, Los Angeles. The world
12: famous K
3: Rock. Mm, yes, this is uh, Adam Corolla. Oh, here comes Drew. Uh, phone number for Loveline. one 800 O V E 191 Is that what it is? Fax number 310-854-4455. And it's back to the phones we go.
2: Oh. Is it a full moon again?
3: No, I'm all right. Drew's got a uh, sinking feeling in the pit of no, his stomach. a bunch
2: of hospital admissions all of a sudden, too.
3: Hospital admissions. Yeah. These are... Uh, now, when you get paged all the time, mm. constantly mm. on this show, mm-hmm. these are folks that are patients of yours that are sick and going into the hospital.
2: Sometimes. I, I kind of wear a different hats, so it's sometimes. Uh-huh. Sometimes there are people that are referred to me for addiction treatment that are coming into the hospital to be detoxed. I don't know them, but I'm... Leaving orders for them. Uh-huh. Sometimes our patients
3: I know and know well are coming to a medical hospital. How do How do you know to leave orders uh, if the, you the don't nurse, know that? The
2: nurses do the assessment for me, and they describe what they've got. And I know I know I work with the nurses every day. I know them real well. They
3: know how to. Oh, I bet you do, especially them candy stripers. Okay. Let's go. Here we go. All right. Um, hey, uh, engineer Mike. Don't we have a few good Drew drops? Uh, Somebody just, wanted to hear the we... shuffle. Can we just leave it at that? Wait a minute. I want to hear a couple. Wasn't there a couple he uh, laid down? Uh, by mistake? Off, but there's still a lot of carted up. Oh, okay. All right. Uh, re- play them if you want. Yeah, yeah, play them. I, I enjoy those. Okay. All right, until then, uh, we were talking to, uh, young Bobby. 14. Bobby?
10: Yeah, I, hey. Hey. I, I just have this problem, you know, like, I think that, um, well, like, one time I was at my friend's house, and we were drinking and stuff, and, uh, this girl came over, you know, and, like, uh... I guess I guess I got with her and stuff, you know.
2: What what do you mean?
10: Like uh I I did her but, you know, I didn't like you know I didn't I didn't comment her or anything. What did you do? I just I was just I don't know, I just I was doing her for a while, but I mean like I didn't I didn't like nothing or anything, but like still I'm just like I What, don't what know, difference is,
2: what difference does that make?
10: I don't know. It's just it's just I'm wondering if I have like uh like, any, like, STDs or anything, because, I mean, I know that this is... Well, if
3: you didn't, uh, in her, uh, then there's no possible chance. Uh, what, what kind of symptoms are you having?
10: I mean, I don't know, it's just, just, you know, like, my balls are, like, really itchy and stuff, but it happened a while ago, so, I mean, I don't know if...
2: Is there a rash there?
10: No, it's just, like, every day, like, I mean...
2: Do they, do they, are they burning and itching? Yeah. And is there That's anything on, anything on the penis itself? Um... No uh, herpes can actually just cause a red eruption it's just red Of yeah. the nutsack Sometimes. Yeah. It, it, it is possibly uh, herpes uh, there I is something. I, mean,
10: I think that you know she's gotten with a couple other guys and stuff. I mean, I don't know. Well,
2: it's why you need to wear a condom when you have sex and I know I
10: just
2: I didn't think about that. And whether or not you have ejaculate into a woman has nothing to do with whether you can contract a sexually transmitted hey,
3: disease. Hey, hold on. Let me talk to Bobby. Bobby. Yeah. What's going on in your feeble mind? You're 14. Yeah. You're going to get someone pregnant. You understand? Yeah. Come on, seriously. Wise up. Yeah. I'm telling you, Bobby. That was
10: just my first time. I
6: was pretty stupid.
3: You know? I, I understand. All right, we'll give you, we'll give you one. But yeah. in the future, seriously, I'm telling you what can happen. Don't you listen to the show? You'll get someone pregnant, and yeah. then they're not going to have an abortion. They're going to want to keep the kid. Yeah. And then you're going to be 15 uh, with a kid. Yeah. Uh, and get the rash like that. It. it may just be
2: a fungus. There are certainly some funguses that can do this. But, but I, I've seen herpes present strangely like this, too, so it needs to be looked at. And right. you need to educate yourself about sexually transmitted diseases and how they're contracted. Any genital-genital contact can result in a sexually transmitted
3: disease of various types. Mike, 25.
13: Hello, how are you guys doing?
3: Good, Mike.
13: Uh, first first of all, Drew. Mike. My uh, wife actually thinks you're, like, how do I say, uh, very good-looking. She watches you all the time on the other show. Uh-huh. And, uh... I'm almost obsessive over it, so that that's a plus for you and uh
3: obsess obsessive over mean, the fact that your uh, wife um, diddles herself to uh, drew's image on a nightly basis
13: while, while I'm working yeah
3: I mean, you angry about it?
13: No, no, I mean that she doesn't do that, but I mean she just thinks you're a very good looking guy well,
2: I, I thank you for putting up with that, but uh don't worry i got I'm married with three kids. Everything's w- fine. Well,
13: Well, she's married, too, so... Good. Perfect. Um, Second of all, my uh, wife, she also, she's been drinking. We've been uh, Uh, going out for, like, six years.
3: I knew there was an explanation.
13: (laughs) Well, she started out, um, like, six cans a night. Well, now she's up to 12. Beers. Every night. And I honestly cannot remember the last time she has not drank.
3: Okay, so she's... Your wife drinks a 12-pack every night?
13: I drink six on a weekend, and I'm... Oh yeah. <laughs>
3: so she drinks a 12 pack every night. One of right. the one of the. So you must get laid every night.
13: She wants it. I don't. I'm. It's it's almost disgusting to see someone get that drunk.
3: How and big a gal is she?
13: Uh, one fifteen, one twenty, five, oh, foot four.
3: What's incredible? That she's able to maintain that weight. How uh, can she put away a 12 pack at 115 pounds?
13: I have no idea. I I we buy a 36 pack every three days. Wow. And don't, if, don't buy the beer anymore, Mike. You know what? Um, if I don't buy the beer for one day,
3: no sex. she's
13: one short, I have uh, scars on my back from her, uh, from uh, like a bottle cap opener. She's uh, clogged <laughs> me with All that. Right, she actually
3: attacks you with a drinking implement just to drive the message home. Do
13: you guys have kids? No, no kids uh, I, don't don't have, don't have kid. oh. I will not have a kid until
3: You have to find a way to get her into uh, treatment Do you have any pets? Uh, two cats uh, Get rid of the cats too I, I rarely say this, but I fear for the cats Mike, she's, she's well into the disease of alcoholism And this it, is
2: not going to stop
13: And well, her dad died probably three years ago But she was drinking before that Yeah, And she Did he
2: died of alcoholism?
13: No, no, they come from a very, very strict religion, and mm-hmm. either half of them are perfect, or the other half without, whether it's drugs or
3: alcohol. Oh, yeah. and, Uh Protestant, um, Mormon.
13: Ac- actually, it's like a, a combination of quite a few of them. It's uh, uh <laughs>
3: <Mortar-stint>. <laughs> Yeah,
2: yeah,
13: it's it's. And, and I, I don't. I I brought up Mormon
2: not to be uh, critical of that because I think they do a, a great job with a population that tends to be genetically skewed towards alcoholism. Sure. And it works. It works very well, and they do a nice job. But you, you can't drink anything else. But, but when they leave the community, uh, these kids that are genetically predisposed just explode with this disease.
13: Yeah. Um,
2: all right, you know, she's well under the disease. You're going to have to decide what you're going to put up with and uh, what, oh. try to find some leverage and try to get her into treatment. It's not going to stop without treatment. One of the things that sometimes compels a spouse onto treatment is when the the non-identified patient, the one who's not the addict, goes to Al-Anon, gets into some kind of codependency recovery, because then the addict feels you moving away emotionally. You no longer stay in that dance of trying to control them and and stay focused on rescuing them and,
3: How and mesh can with them. Hang on, hang on, still, let me finish my thought.
2: Down 12 I, I, I know you're, you're you, I, I lo- noticed that faraway look in your eyes. You just tried to imagine that, but we're not going to come up with a solution to that. We're,
13: we're from Minnesota. Right,
2: Mike, oh. oh. That explains it. Uh, Mike, so the deal is if you can start going to Al Anon, uh, oftentimes the spouse will become frightened that you're going to leave and I, realize that they have to make some change too. And that often compels them, sometimes compels them onto their treatment.
3: I couldn't tell her that I was going. Well, listen, listen, Mike. Yeah, uh, Mike, if you really can't... Oh, if no, let uh, me talk to Mike. But if you have to live in a foxhole, oh, you have to Christ leave. for Christ's sake. Are you done, Drew? I'm done. <laughs> All right, Mike. Yeah? Where are you right now? Uh, I'm at work. That's right. What do you do uh, for a living? Uh, 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 arrange uh, pansies uh, for floral uh, demonstrations or what?
13: Close. I, I actually work three jobs so I can a- afford the $70 a week drinking habit, Uh, custodian full-time, and then I got two part-time custodial.
3: Oh, really? Yeah, so Uh, I'm hardly uh, ever
13: home because I don't want to see
3: it. The mop never leaves your hand.
13: More or less, yeah. All
3: right. Mike, what is up with you uh, that you would fear upsetting uh, this little uh, 115-pound alcoholic badger you're married to? Uh,
13: she, She... Well, one, she does get violent.
3: All right. You could kick her ass, couldn't you? But is morally that isn't right? It is if she's loaded and attacks you with a uh, bottle opener. It sure is. Yeah.
13: Well.
3: Nah, yeah, that's I, just self-defense.
13: Right. Well, I guess I guess my love right. for
3: her is too strong. Nah, no, 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 know. no, no. Your your uh, hatred for yourself is too strong. Let's not confuse the two, Mike. Uh It's not that you love her so much; it's that you don't love yourself so much. uh, Yes, uh, please. I'm talking man to man. You don't respect yourself enough, Mike. Forget about forget about uh, wanting. You hide behind this uh, chivalrous uh, veil. Um. Meanwhile, the relationship is coming undone. You are saying uh, because you don't want uh, you never hit a woman because uh, you don't want to upset her, uh, because your love is too strong, uh, meanwhile she's killing herself and the relationship right now you need to stand up, and if you're not willing to
2: uh, rattle the cage here a little bit, guess what? things aren't going to change
3: they're going to get worse
13: right well we're, we're going to Las Vegas in one month
3: All right well, there's no booze there
13: well, yeah, exactly. And we have to work around. I had to make sure we have a rental car so we can get to a liquor store because she will not drink at bar. Mike,
3: Mike, she won't drink at the bar?
13: No, she will not drink at public because she's afraid someone from her church or someone is going to see her doing bad. She only drinks at home.
3: All right, listen to me. Mike, we understand that she's an alcoholic. We understand that she has uh, more problems than that uh, little 115-pound frame of hers can shoulder. It's you. You You are who we're talking to Mike. Go to Alana, Mike. Mike. Go to Alana. Please go. Go. Get a sponsor. Now, listen. I'm tired of hearing about this, Mike. You're the man. Stand up. Okay. You understand?
13: Right.
3: Would you please do that? Please. I will. Be a man. Uh, Let me tell you. I don't know if you're a religious man or not, but uh, the Bible says, and I quote, Where's the Bible? <laughs> Don't we have a Bible around here? The point is, is that uh, Jesus likes guys better than chicks. Right. I mean, it's very clear. Yeah, There's no question. And there's no question that Jesus is a dude fan. Mm-hmm. Well, the guy was a guy. Come on. Of course we know who Jesus likes. But he has very clear roles. Uh, the man is the provider. The man is the strength and the guiding hand in the relationship. Do you understand, Mike? Right. You are shaking like a leaf on a tree. I literally am right now. You must be strong. Strong for you and strong for your wife and strong for Jesus. Do you understand? Uh Uh-huh. Now, do what the Almighty would want you to do. He'd want you to take control of the situation like the breadwinner you are. Are Do you bake the bread or do you go out and earn it? I earn it. That's damn straight, Mike. Now, get in there and be a man. She'll respect you for it. You're so full of it. Am I? Yeah. Yeah, but you think that's going to work? Go to on, I think God. I think Jesus like guys better. Really? <laughs> I, I think so. Yeah. Why, I don't why do you say that? Well, uh, just look at that Last Supper. <clears throat> Last Supper, all dudes. It was uh, really a bachelor party. I'm surprised there wasn't a stripper in that picture.
4: Maybe the stripper was there before the photo was taken, or I,
3: or whatever. You know, if you look real close, you can see Joseph uh, breaking a twenty. <laughs> So bad. Probably, in fact, men have uh, been downhill ever since.
2: <laughs> you know? Yeah. Hey, uh, men seven, have been uh, decaying. Now it's time for the woman to rise up out of the as a phoenix out of the ashes.
3: All it. right, all right, Drew. <laughs> so I'll do the quoting from the Bible here.
2: Look, the fact is, uh, he does need to be strong because he's going to have to withstand some very unpleasant uh, attacks from her. Yeah, But it's the only thing no. that can move them towards oh. hell. Oh, know, we that can get do stuck a whole show. Their, you know, we, that, that, that's he people, a whole show. That's how people get stuck in their comfort patterns. You know, they, it's just more comfortable to be there than to challenge that and to
3: deal with the unpleasantness of, oh. of individuating. True. imagine if your wife put away 12-pack. Uh, I've... I've uh, I, I've seen your wife after uh, sniffing the cork of a bottle of wine. She's out of control. Imagine uh, Randy and a, great, a back. I thought, Oh, I have a great time. <laughs> I with it ever, you came back and said nothing but bad things. Oh, I love her. Come on. She's a good time. Just, uh, it's like going to the rodeo. You, know, uh, you can't do it every day, but uh, you hoot and holler and have a fun time. All right. Uh, Alex, 16.
7: Mm-hmm.
3: Let's have it then.
4: Um, When I was, like, 11,
5: I went, I found, like, I was looking for, like, makeup in my mom's bathroom and stuff, and I found, like, a joint and matches, and she, like, took it away and hid it, Mm -hmm. and then I would always smell, like, smoke and stuff, and today, I found my parents in the basement, and they were, like, in the corner, and then, um, my dad suddenly, like, breathed smoke out of the corner and, like, said, oh, Alex is here, and then I went back down, like, 20 minutes ago, or like an hour
3: ago, and mm-hmm. I found a joint
7: there. hmm I don't know
3: what to do. So they're smoking pot? I'm pretty sure. You know what, Alex? hmm I don't want to alarm you, but I wouldn't be surprised if they were having sex as well. They could be getting it on, those two.
5: Well, I'm always up a little later than they are.
3: hmm Yeah, but you know what? I'll bet, like, when you go off to school and stuff, they arrange little rendezvous where they uh-huh. have sex. You think they may be having sex?
5: That's gross. I don't know, probably.
3: <sighs> you've got a real problem on your hand. These folks are out of control.
5: What should I do? Should I, like,
14: uh, tell someone or something?
3: I think you've got to get the federal government involved with this one, Alex. I mean, uh, if they were just smoking the pot, that's one thing. But there's fornication. Uh, I'm guessing some oral stuff, too. There's clear laws on the books that, uh, that uh, state that this is a violation of, uh, not only uh, a violation of uh, God, but uh, of the uh, local penal codes as well.
2: Uh, Alex,
7: mm-hmm. uh,
2: why don't you just tell them how their behavior makes you feel and see if the behavior changes. And okay. if it doesn't, then what should I do? Well, if it doesn't, uh, you can kind of stand their face about it a little bit if if you're if you're able to do that about really? how how you what you feel about this, how you perceive it. They're they're going to minimize it obviously. Shouldn't she
3: turn them in though, Drew? No, I mean,
2: uh, after all, they aren't and, smoking and, marijuana. And you don't in their know home. they're not necessarily addicted just because they have pot around. <laughs> oh my god! Um, yeah, they like always
1: smell and stuff. Well,
2: maybe they're, if they're smoking every day, then it's a, it's a problem. But it's their problem. How's it's your dad your and mom doing?
3: Are they they getting along? Fine. Mm-hmm. Yes. Functioning uh, okay at work? Huh? Mm-hmm. They're functioning okay at work. Yeah. All right. Uh, don't rock the boat. Believe me, this well, uh, this is uh, it's a marriage counselor and a bong. That's what this pot is. They get along great. Yeah. Mhm. Yeah. Uh, your dad's working. Everything's fine.
14: Both of them work.
3: But the, but they're uh, he, is- he's uh, providing a good home for you and everything. Uh-huh. Their use is having a All consequence. Right. L- so it's making Alex alone. feel bad.
2: It's making Alex feel bad, oh, and I think who you cares? just just I think kids should be encouraged to confront parents with the consequences of their actions, just the way kids. get but What confronted.
3: if her mom is wearing uh, some bad orange lipstick and some uh, big hoop earrings? Is of it, course, uh, a kid will bring that up. Should she tell them to knock it off?
2: No, oh. but you 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 learn how to express how your parents' behavior make you feel. Keep the boundaries right in the relationship in the in the, in the home.
3: Oh, but I, these poor parents are uh, running around the house trying to get st- stoned. Your dad's going to hurt himself <laughs> negotiating those uh, those basement stairs when he's stoned. He's going to go down there, be token out one day. The pilot uh, here's the scenario: the pilot uh, blows out on the water heater. He's down there sparking up in the corner, and the whole house goes up because uh, this poor son of a bitch can't get high in his own bedroom.
2: Well, at least he has the the. Um good judgment to know All that right. she should not be doing it in front of his kids. Right. That, Alex, I don't, I don't
3: mean to be I don't mean to, to be too hard on you, but listen um, you know, I i think it's kind of their parents' business uh, seen, I, talk to about it? I think you should tell them <laughs> how it makes you feel. You can tell them you're aware of it and, and here's the way I would say it Alex mm-hmm. alright, this uh, please listen, say to them uh, put it this way Listen, I'm aware that you guys are smoking marijuana. Uh, I'm aware that it's a drug. I'm aware that it uh, ruins some lives, and I'm a little worried. I want to, I want to, I want to know if it's all right. I want to know if you're okay. I'm worried for you. Uh, please tell me, explain to me that it, uh, why it's okay. And then your dad will say, uh, "Listen, uh, your Daddy works real hard. He has a lot of stress. He comes home." A couple nights a week, after a long day at the office, he has a little hit, just like uh, your friend's parents that come home and have a beer or two, and it just helps me relax and unwind.
4: My mom would be the one saying that. All
3: right, your mom will say it. And then you'll go, okay, that's cool. You're not driving or anything? No, 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 dear. We'd never do but, that. But get in touch with how you
2: feel about it and express that to them. It no. worries me, it scares wow. me, it angers me, whatever it is. Let them know. <laughs>
3: And if they're not addicts, they'll they'll probably stop. I knew my mom was on the weed uh, early by virtue of the fact uh, that her friends were um, Happy, uh, Sunshine, and Zorback. <laughs> this is the uh, Stone Mod Squad of the seventies. I, th- I thought to my uh, I was nine and knew uh, there was uh, there was hooch going around. Nobody hangs out with Happy, Sunshine, and Zorback and and does it straight.
2: <laughs> it was just it was just pot.
3: Oh, God knows uh, what, uh, what uh, Zorback was uh, getting into Happy along Sunshine. with his That's LSD. Yeah, uh, God knows what everyone was getting into. Uh, I think they called them herbal cigarettes back then. But, uh, you know, everyone's on the straight and narrow now. All right, uh, Drew, you want to sell the hell out of the next call? Here's
2: Renee. A guy is seeing she and her friend, and they are looking for revenge. Mm-hmm.
11: Hey, Dr. Drew. Yeah, Mike. I pretty much uh, – l- I never bought anything online in my life until I met my wife. Oh, and, Uh now all I do is go to Amazon.
2: Uh, yeah, I buy pretty much everything on Amazon. And if you want to support somebody that has an affiliate relationship with, with Amazon, you go to their website, you click through the Amazon banner, and at zero cost to you,
11: Amazon shares some of the purchase price with the affiliate. Why are for- you being so nice about it and saying somebody with an affiliate relationship? You're right, Mike. I should be more specific. Forget an affiliate, some vague affiliate. Let's go to Podcast One where you can find the Loveline
2: podcast, the Loveline page. Bookmark that page and just click through on the Amazon banner. located at the top of the homepage. You can even use the Amazon banner if you're in Canada or the UK. It makes it easy for all future purchases. Again, it is Podcast podcast1.com. Click on the Keep It Free banner to support Amazon and all the wonderful sponsors that make the show possible.
3: Brilliant. All right, uh, this is Loveline. I'm Adam Carolla. That is uh, Doctor Nutsack Drew, and the phone number one eight hundred LOVE one nine one. All right, uh, Toad the Wet Sprocket, uh, Tom Arnold, and uh, the Great Don Ho will be in here uh, next week. We ready to get back to the phones here, Drew? Renee. Hey, what's up? Hey, you're seventeen.
14: Yeah. all right, I got a really crazy story, and this is the first time I ever heard of this thing, so don't get harsh on me, all right? Mm-hmm. Okay. All right, my brother, he's 21, and he has this best friend, and he's, like, really fine and sweet and nice and a good boy, he's not into the drugs and stuff, and he's totally opposite from me. He's, like, into rap and everything, and I'm sort of, like, wild and into the rock alternative, whatever you call it, you know? Anyways, um he started dating my friend, my best friend, Tambor, and they were seeing each other for a while, and then she started seeing another guy, so he stayed over at my brother's house. It was like a Friday night. He had a big party, and my brother ain't gay, but that's where everyone crashed, you know? Anyways, um, me and him did things together, and I thought that we were starting to see each other for a while, and then he went back to my friend Tambor, so he's been like... One night, he'll go to her house and do stuff with her. And then the next night, he'll come to my house. So I don't know what's up with him. And then right now, I'm in Pueblo, Colorado, on a vacation with my best now, friend. Has
3: he had sex with Tambor? Huh? Has he had sex with this Tambor?
14: Um, no.
3: He, he hasn't?
14: I don't think so. How
3: about with Renee? Um,
14: huh?
3: Yep. Uh-oh. You're close. No, getting I'm ahead.
14: sorry. <laughs> my bad.
3: Has Uh-oh. he had sex with you?
14: No. I mean... Huh? No.
3: What have you done? What have you done? Well...
14: He hasn't, like, done anything serious with me. I mean, we make out and we go out on dates and stuff.
3: All right. And he, so he's not had sex with you and he's not uh, done the uh, tambourine? No, but he wants to. I've been working on a joke for the last 45 minutes, Joe. I don't know if you could... Uh, you finally got, got one. That's good. Uh, so, Renee,
2: what is, <laughs> what is, what is your question exactly?
14: I wanted to know if you can give us something that we could play him. I mean...
2: Play him? You could yeah, stop my, seeing him. Yeah.
14: My parents went out of town for like a couple of days and I invited him over at my house and I told him, Tamber and I were both there and we were going to sort of you know, tease him in a way and he wouldn't come over. She he just got the joke. Because I <laughs> thought he knew something was up, but he, he... I don't know. We just wanted to do something crazy like, you know, play him.
2: All right, look. How are you feeling about this guy? <laughs>
14: and everything and he's really good friends with my family
2: forget all the surface how do you feel listen to your gut how do you feel about this guy how do i feel
14: about him yeah. uh, i liked him a lot
2: right and yes. you uh, forget that no 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 not, 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 you like him a lot right uh-huh. you like him a lot you your heart what would you yeah. like this relationship to be
14: huh what would you uh,
2: like this relationship to be i don't
14: know it's just i like i thought there was something and then the would next, you
2: like, like it to be exclusive with him
14: yeah
2: okay have you ever told him that no. Why don't you, why don't you
14: mm-hmm.
2: stand up and you, you, I want you to give your be a man speech to this young lady in a second, but okay. s- stand up to this gentleman uh-huh. and tell him exactly how you feel and what you want from the relationship and uh, see if he has the the potential of delivering that. Okay. And if he doesn't, get out.
3: What about Tamber? Tambor.
2: And you're gonna have to you're gonna have to stand up for yourself and say that that won't work. You will not want to see other people. You really want this to be uh, something more. And if it's if it's not that, give up on the relationship. Or if he if he says he can do it and then doesn't, he keeps seeing timbre, You know he's screwing around. Then this guy's f- full of it. He's not something you want to be with. Really, it's not. It's Rene, Rene, deal with what he is, not
3: what you wish he would be. You know, my friend the wheeze. Oh, yeah, yeah. You spoke through the wheeze a couple of times. Yeah, a hole. The wheeze... Uh, whenever he wanted to get back on a, uh, at a woman who'd done him wrong, and he did this on many occasions, and I don't know why, but he always felt better. Uh, I hate to say it. Uh, we're not all that mature. Sometimes uh, when you've been uh, done wrong, when you've been slided or screwed over, you, an act of vengeance uh, makes you feel better, and then you move on. Uh, here's what the wheeze would do. Pie in the face. Wow. He would put a pie in their face. And I'm not talk- <laughs> I'm not talking about uh, y- you know the uh, soupy sales uh, pie tin uh, filled uh, with Cool Whip. You are talking about a cherry pie? I'm talking about he would go down to uh, the International House of Pies. He'd plop down nine bucks. He'd get like a custard pie. And get the extra whipped cream on it, and he would work it into their face. <laughs> He would call them over, say, I know the relationship's over. Uh, I know uh, you, you don't have feelings for him anymore, but I'd really like to talk to you in person one more time. And he'd give him the pie in the face. And he got so many girls with the pie in the face. And I was absolutely, see, I didn't have a penny and we were living in the same one bedroom. And he'd come back with a, with a cake uh, with the 4 and 20 birds on it. And I'd say, blah, 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 what is this? And he'd say, don't touch the pie. I'm putting it in Cynthia's face. And I'd say, are you effing nuts? So you'd stand there till it was done and then lick and just scoop it off them? I took a yeah. pie off the driveway and brought it back in and ate it. I don't doubt that. I believe uh, that. Absolutely. I, I'm sure you did. Nine bucks and my love of pie? So one time, he invites a girl named Melanie over. And this is when we're living in that uh, godforsaken one bedroom in North Hollywood. And she's heard about uh, the wheeze and his pie antics. So she's not coming to the front door. So here's what the wheeze does. He goes down the street. This is at night. He takes the pie and he puts it on the back of a bumper of a truck. Okay? And this is about uh, half a block down from the apartment on a dark street. So he comes out with his hands up and he says, listen, no pie. I just want to take a little walk. I just want to talk. (laughs) <laughs> and meanwhile I'm screaming no, no not the pie for Christ's sake anything but the pie a bunt cake anything but the pie uh, hey, they walk out uh, she's uh, like a little on edge she's a little skittish but she sees he has nothing they start walking uh, she becomes relaxed they conveniently stop against the truck they lean up against it they're talking he reaches around off the bumper of the truck <laughs> <laughs> that was good. I just wonder what the world looks
2: like through Weeze's eyes.
3: Hey, it makes. I the know the to guy, you, it's it,
2: just one pie to the next. It makes the yeah. guy
3: feel better, and uh, he'd come back up laughing maniacally, and he'd never talk about this woman again. It's bizarre. And then I would have to lament the pie, and I had to go into therapy because of the pie loss. You think I'm kidding that I pulled it off the driveway and brought it in? Oh AM. no, I know, oh. I know you did that. Thank you. Yeah, thank you. I'm surprised you didn't, like, chase the woman around. Like, I, ate you know. a, uh, I ate a seize a half-eaten uh, C's, a chocolate egg about the size of a oh, softball yes. that yes. it had been on uh, somebody's um, uh, le- window ledge uh, for four months. Oh, yeah. I ate uh, beef stew out of a dog bowl once. All I know is you used to go to your neighbor's
2: house and mix up Count chocolate, mini marshmallows, and pie filling. Yes. And that's yes. where it
3: started. I put it all in the pita. Tabitha, 25
12: hello hey i have a question for drew but i'm sure you'll you'll get your hands into it
3: um
12: i've been on antidepressants i'd say off and on since i was 15 and i have a problem with orgasms and i know that there are certain antidepressants that cause sexual dysfunction
2: pretty much they all can frankly
12: um i just Got off of Prozac. I've been off for three weeks. And Prozac Um,
2: typically does that. I mean, characteristically, Prozac will do it. In fact, it doesn't just do that, it also suppresses your sex drive in general.
12: Yeah, which is bad. Yes. Why? Do you you
3: have a boyfriend?
12: um, I was engaged until about two months ago. Mm
3: -hmm. All right. So Um, you're off three weeks. You
2: want anything else?
12: uh, I take Xanax Uh, because I have anxiety's disease, which,
2: which also doesn't help your sexual functioning
12: so that also causes dysfunction it
2: could potentially um, not, not as characteristically as prozac but potentially
12: now does nortriptyline also
2: it can again not as characteristically but it sure can
12: well here's my question since i've been on these antidepressants off and on um for 10 years and i've had problems achieving orgasm with with men uh, by myself it's easier mm-hmm. but since i've been on the prozac it's been harder but now that i've been off for the past three four weeks it's been <laughs> a lot easier i'm wondering how long does it take
3: well you're with a guy now no well that's with yourself then
12: oh yeah with myself it's not you know that's pretty okay
3: how come no one knows what the hell i'm talking do you know what i'm saying Drew? yes yes
12: no, 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 no. While I was, even when I was with somebody.
3: I know. But for the past three weeks, it's been getting easier by yourself. Well,
12: I've been, I've been with somebody since I've been off the Prozac, and there was, All it right. was
3: Isn't not. That, wasn't I just asking that?
2: Yes, yeah, that's what you asked. Uh, but Tabitha, it takes about two weeks plus for that to get out of your system, so you're really just coming out of it.
3: Are you still with the guy you you've been with since the Prozac? My fiance or the...
12: Guy that Are I you still with, with the guy
3: you've been with since the no. Prozac? <laughs> all right, all right. So, what is your question, real quick? That, that was it. That's it. That's it. Yeah.
5: Well, that
12: and is it going? I mean, could it be that it's always going to be this way? That I'm never going to be able to come with a man, and or just be able to come by myself, or
2: it's is it mo- most
12: likely the fact that I've been on
2: no it it may just be you i mean women women have difficulty achieving orgasm it's much more difficult for them than a man no doubt about it uh (laughs) because men and women are different they're different and for women it is a much more emotional internal experience and for men it's a much more mechanical external visual um matter of fact
12: but even if you can with yourself yep shouldn't you be able to
2: no uh, it's, it's more difficult with a person. Uh, but yes, you should be able to train your man, so to speak, to be able to do what it is that you like. Uh, on the other hand, if you have issues interpersonally, if you were traumatized when you were younger or something like that, that may be figuring into your ease of functioning. Okay? Okay. All right. All right, Tabitha.
14: Okay, thanks.
3: All, All right. righty then. Woo. <laughs> so he's a very uh, mixed bag of nuts calling in tonight on uh, Loveline. It's a uh, cashew, uh, one time, a peanut, a macadamia nut. It's a very mixed batch we're getting tonight. Nutsack. <laughs> All right. Hey, uh hey, uh Promise the shuffle. Hey, did we get any uh nominations for any kind of Marconi awards or anything? I heard somebody talking about that, but uh, not us. Uh no. Why not? I don't
4: know. Our own station didn't nominate
3: us. Oh. <laughs> That's about right Maybe they're uh, I think they thought We were off the air uh, Around Christmas time Or something What's a Marconi award? Uh, I just heard uh, The uh, mother station K-Rock The morning show Kevin Bean, Got nominated For a uh, Marconi award And uh,
4: And you could only The people that worked At the station Are the only people Who could nominate Their shows So I'm like Okay So Who nominated us? Ah. Uh, I guess nobody And you
2: work at the station Don't you?
4: I wasn't given The opportunity to Uh. vote uh huh. So wouldn't that
2: just be standard practice? Because though? I'd just put it for somebody How about else. The, what any other stations around the country n- n-
3: nominating?
4: Obviously not. not
3: no. Well, no. last year didn't? Weren't we up for some sort of? That uh, uh, yeah, was a
4: Billboard award.
3: No. Oh. All right. Oh, all right. Uh, somebody nominate us, would you? For Christ's sake. I know. Please, uh, Hello, sp- Is spare, anybody out there? Spare me the indignity of nominating myself uh, through an anonymous name, which is what I usually do. Even years before I got into radio. A lot of people don't know that I won the Marconi Award in 87 and I was still a carpenter. All right. We'll be back.
11: We've all done some things we're not proud of on our business trips. That's right. But Vince Vaughn, Dave Franco, and Tom Wilkinson are taking business trips to another level. Check out the brand new trailer for the R-rated comedy Unfinished Business. It's the story of a hardworking small business owner. That's That's Vince Vince Vaughn. yeah, Yeah, that's Vince Vaughn. And his two associates. Tom Wilkinson, Dave Franco. Yeah. They travel to Europe to close the most important deal of their lives.
2: All right. It began as a routine business trip, but it goes completely off the rail in every imaginable and truly unimaginable way, including unplanned stops at a massive sex fetish event and a global economic summit. Things that you always <laughs> of think of in the same sentence. Yeah. Yeah.
11: Plus, it's got Dave Franco's naked ass oh, and good Tom t- Wilkinson that's good. That's smoking good. weed. Uh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Awesome. awesome. Search yep. unfinished business movie to watch the Red Band trailer. It's online now.
3: Joe and uh Nate and uh the rest of the boss tones, uh this Saturday at the uh fabulous k rock uh weenie Rose dude well, it's just belching up a little that frankfurter uh all right, and uh so with dr drew Phone, uh forget the phone number all right ready uh drew let's go Michael
2: yeah Oh, you promised I you'd play the shuffle by
3: the way right? oh yeah you're twenty three yeah all right uh get ready with that shuffle, engineer Mike. <laughs> Mike's giving me that, uh, hey, uh, dickhead, I was ready an hour and ten minutes ago. <laughs> All right. Uh, uh, be extra. Hey, hey, uh, Mike. Yeah. Not you, Mike, uh, Michael, but uh, Engineer Mike. I want you on uh, code uh, five alert, extra super readiness alert, <laughs> not just uh, casually ready, <laughs> but uh, super extra ready. Put down that laptop, that solitaire game you're playing. Uh, that ain't the laptop that's on his lamp. I got news for you. Uh, keep your finger poised on the button and be extra ready, okay? All right, go ahead, Michael. Good evening, gentlemen. Hi, Michael.
7: All right, um, I have a question for a good doctor there. Yes, sir. Um, I was married for three years, mm-hmm. and I recently got divorced about a year ago. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I just used to get a phone call that supposedly she had my child. Hmm. Now, my question is, after three years of nothingness, what are the possibilities, in your professional opinion... I would that child be mine?
3: Three years of no sex?
7: No, three years of. We did have sex unprotected because we're married, of course. And um, then all of a sudden, pop goes the weasel.
3: Yeah, uh, all right. Uh, <laughs> we're, we're trying to do some math here, Michael. Uh, you got three years of nothingness. Whatever that means. Although you went back and said uh, you did have some unprotected sex because you're married, and then, pop pop the, married, weasel. And then uh, the weasel went pop. Yeah. Uh, explain. Explain.
7: All right, now, the reason why I left is because of the fact that she was committing adultery.
2: When did you last have sex with her?
7: <laughs> I last had sex with her over a year ago, like in, uh, i I got to say, May.
2: May of 96. Yes. And how old is the child?
7: The child is two months old right now.
3: Mm-hmm. So that's not possible, is it? No, because it's been 13 months. Right. And uh, nine and two months and is 11. 11 months. Right. Yeah.
2: Okay, so it's not possible. All right.
3: How's your math though? Did you have to call the show for that, Michael? Oh, no, All right, Michael, let me, uh, let me suggest uh, something that you need to uh, introduce in your life. It's called a uh, scratch pad. Do <laughs> <laughs> you understand? a calculator. Let me explain how the scratch pad works. Uh, you grab a, uh, a piece of charcoal, in your case, and uh, you take, uh, let's see, you take the number 13, and then uh, you take the 2 and the 9, and you add that. That makes 11. And then you minus uh, the 13 from 11, and you have a uh, negative 2. And uh, that means uh, impossible.
7: Okay, even if the child was three months old, because I don't really know the exact
2: date of birth. Okay, well, three months old, it's getting closer. Uh, why don't you get, if there's any question at oh, all, you can get paternity blood testing, okay? Establishing paternity is something that people do. Okay. And there's a blood test for that, and there's a whole legal process you can go through. Okay. Uh, and if you need to go through it, go through it, because if it is your child, you will have a financial responsibility for that child. And, and God willing, I hope you have a... a, a a moral responsibility
3: that you would fulfill, too, that uh, you would take care of the child. What do you do uh, for a living now, uh, Mike, CPA?
7: No, I do a lot of things. Um, uh-huh. Right now I, am a, I work basically with purchase orders for a major corporation. Ah. And I also work part-time as a pizza delivery person because I like the extra money.
3: Oh, okay. All right, so you're doing all right. The tip's okay? Yeah. Hey, let me ask you an honest question. I always wonder what to tip the pizza guy. Because the pizza is usually uh, 17 bucks. Oh, yeah. And uh, you think to yourself, now, if this is a waiter and you're tipping 15%, you're only giving like 225. Oh, yeah. But it feels a little light, 15%. Because the waiter, you know, he schlepped it from the kitchen over to you. But uh, this guy got in the, the, the Vega and drove up the hill. <laughs> so what, do you, what what's a good, like, as a pizza delivery guy, what is a solid tip on um, 17 bucks?
7: Uh, to me, $2 would be generous, even.
3: Really? Oh, yeah. On a $17 pizza, $2 would be generous? Sure. Because they're not spending uh, uh, sure. two hours with you. I know, but I, uh, th- where are you from?
7: Um, like, as far as what
3: city? Yeah. Lakewood. Lakewood? Uh-huh. Oh, okay. So you're you're in uh, Los Angeles? Oh, yeah. Okay. And 2 bucks is uh, what you consider a generous tip? Yeah, because, I mean, they have the, the franchises basically pretty close
7: together. You don't really have to drive, like, 10 miles to deliver
3: pizza. Right. At the most. It's about. Okay. Well, I think you should up your standards a little. <laughs> look at, uh, I would look at uh, 2 $3 as the norm, uh, 5 being somewhat generous. How much? And 15 bucks means uh, you got to perform oral sex. <laughs> <laughs> wow, that sounds pretty good. Yeah, hey, whatever <laughs> it takes. Hey, that, why do you think that mail slot's uh, placed right there? Right all there about, about growing height, Drew. You ever think about that? No. Why not put the slot up higher on the door? I'll tell you why not. <laughs> okay, it's Thursday. I'm running out of material. Uh, I, I I I didn't plan enough uh, in, over the weekend, Let's as you can on. tell. And on. and thank God we have uh, pre-recorded bits, as such as the Doctor Drew Shuffle, oh, right. uh, to get me through the night. Pee on this stick
2: makes me sick.
3: Pee on this stick
2: makes me sick. Find you stealing my underwear again. Here's what's going to happen. Asshole. Stuff like this. Stuff like this. Stuff like this. Makes me sick. You're fat. Asshole. You're fat. Can I say that? You're fat. You're overweight. I want to be dominated. You're gay. I want to be dominated. You're gay. When I was 19, I ate about four boiled peyote buttons and stayed up all night but felt no effect. It's called intimacy. Can I say that? This is not acceptable. Can I say that? You're fat. Not acceptable. Pee on this stick. Not acceptable. Boiled peyote button. Not acceptable. You're overweight. Great. Not acceptable. Can I say can that? I say that? I say you that, want yeah. to solve the problems one spermatic cord at a time.
3: <laughs> <laughs> oh, <clears throat> it's a fun-loving Drew. And, of course, the um, the uh, old-school Dr. Drew shuffle. I like that boogie better. You like the boogie? Well, it's an upbeat. But it depends. I'm not
10: mad at you. I'm mad at your daddy for not pulling out sooner.
3: <laughs> Who was That was last well, night. That, that was a caller, right? Yeah. <laughs> talking, That's my favorite. She was talking to you. <laughs> oh, she's she
7: talking
3: to me? Yeah. Uh, little bitch. Who was that? It was last night? Oh, it's usually one of our guests. <laughs> so that was just a caller, right? Yeah. All right. As I as I uh, remember we got along all right. We're just having a good time. Uh Brandon. Yeah. Brandon? Yeah. Go right ahead.
6: Okay, my question is for Drew. Yep. But I know Adam's going to have smart all right.
2: all
3: right, let's get I'll to listen. it. And everybody, get to stop it. everybody. No more of these uh, couching the uh, questions that way. This <laughs> is for Drew, but I know how. Uh, yes, yes, yes. We all know I'm going to hop in. Go ahead.
6: <laughs> okay. Um, I've been with this girl for about a month, right? And uh, I went to Cancun for a week, which was last week. And, uh,. When I came back, I brought her a rose, a necklace, and a uh, bracelet. And uh, she said, now I feel guilty. Why do you have to be so sweet?
2: Oh,
3: well, that's, that's a hint. Hey, yeah. Yeah. He, uh, your best friend didn't go to Cancun with you, did he? Uh, no. No, he was left behind.
6: Although my best friend lives in, in Texas.
3: Uh-huh uh you're uh the second runner up in the best friend category had sex yeah. with her who had sex with her i don't know but somebody did yeah did you ask her
6: no you're afraid to yet.
2: you're afraid to yeah didn't want to know yeah but uh, did she say that's what happened no no she just gave him some hints and he like okay go. yeah
3: basically all right all right uh, this is uh this is Oh, this is love the, At that age, especially. I he bought her uh, some puka shells and an um, a imitation silver uh, bracelet.
2: And she probably thought you would go down to Cancun and we're going to carry on, and she was sort of protecting herself by uh, doing this.
3: Didn't she lay down a few hints before you uh, left for Cancun? No, not really. Not that he picked up on it, anyway. <laughs> Thanks for uh, clarifying that, Drew. All right, and uh, how long had you gone out with her? Uh, about a month. All right. So, in your mind, she was a girlfriend, but in her mind, you guys were just kind of hanging.
2: I don't know. Or she was just scared to death, and, uh, you know, some people act out when they get that way. Okay. Uh, you can either go on with this relationship or not. What do you mean? He can't go on with it. He could go on, because it's still in its sort of formative state, you know what I mean? This is this could be all miscommunications.
3: And, well, what are you talking about, Drew? I think they could go on. I mean, she just... Told him in uh, semi-uncertain terms that uh, she wasn't interested.
2: No, that she screwed up.
3: No, I think what she's saying is, is I'm not interested.
2: Well, if that's the case, then forget it. But, but I don't. I'm not clear that that's what we're getting from her.
3: Listen, as you know, uh, I I just sprouted ovaries. Okay, now I'm going to tell you what, how a woman works. If she was in a relationship anymore, don't you?
6: Yeah, somewhat.
3: Well. What? How did you... Did you say to her what do you mean when she said that? No. What'd you do?
6: I just let it go.
3: You just left?
6: Uh, I, I let what she said just fly by, you know. All right. Basically ignored it.
3: Uh-huh. But. And then did what? <sighs> what did you do after that? Did you leave? Did you hang? What'd you do?
6: Well, to tell the truth... We sat
1: around
3: and smoked a bowl for a while. Yeah, I just ran a Hold on. A news flash. Brandon, you smoke marijuana? Yes. She said, I thought he was just like, uh, you were like uh, Harvey Firestein's cousin or something. <laughs> no, you do actually smoke the herb. Yes. All right, so you smoke pot, and then what happened?
6: Um, she had to go home, and.
3: Uh, and when's the last I time? I,
6: you- I had missed her,
3: and uh, we kissed. Uh huh. She took off. All right. How long ago was this?
6: Uh, yesterday.
3: Oh, okay. Listen, uh, listen. Uh, uh, attention, stoners. <laughs> uh, please uh, do not call in and just uh, do a free form uh, stream of consciousness riff on this show. I have a question. I have a question lined up. For Christ's sake, and 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 then ask it. Uh, this like uh, a free form uh, stoner riff is. uh it is bumming my high. <laughs> All right. We'll be back.
0: Yeah, Film Vault.
8: Very special Film Vault this
0: week, Brian. That's right. If you're not into film talk, you're in luck. Talking about Christmas lists for the film lover. Yeah, top five gifts for the film lover this week on the Film Vault. A gift guide, if you will. We give you a good 12, maybe 13 solid picks
8: ranging in price too from like 999 yeah. up to 600 bucks that's right for the film lover in your life
0: whether that's you or that's someone you know check it out
8: that's on the film vault this week
0: podcast one that's owenny
3: and uh no you ain't <laughs> so we is out of here um echoing the bunny men uh probably next weekend yes uh tom arnold uh for sure um uh, Toad the Wet Sprocket, who, uh, as I've said many times, a big fan of uh, musically, and uh, the great Don Ho. Oh, boy! It's really uh, turning into quite a week. And um, kudos to uh, and props uh, to producer Ann, who's uh, out there uh, uh, busting a, a, a labia, uh, getting these getting these great acts together. All right, so I want to thank the uh, beautiful Sherry, the uh, lovely Lisa, and of course uh, the angular one, producer Ann. And last but not least, the One that Wonder Engineer, Mike, who makes uh, every evening as if it was um, uh, feel like a Monday. <laughs> All right, so until next time, this is Adam Krohn for Dr. Drew saying mahalo. Nutsack. So.
0: This has been Love, Certainly Opinions. That's for sure.
8: If you like a written trip. This concludes another PodcastOne.com program.
11: When you're ready to buy a car, you gotta go TrueCar because True Car is changing car buying forever. Yes, TrueCar helps car buyers get rid of the fear that they might overpay. Everyday True Car users receive negotiation free guaranteed savings and True Car users save an average of three thousand two hundred and twenty-one dollars off of MSRP. When you're ready to buy a car, just follow these three easy steps, Doctor Drew.
2: First, download the True Car mobile app or go to truecar.com to find out what others paid for the car you want. Then, second, register to see upfront pricing information and lock in your savings. Yes, and third, third
11: it's simple. Take your guaranteed savings certificate to the True Car certified dealer for a better hassle-free car-buying experience. Some features not available in all states with TrueCar. You can save time, save money, and never, ever overpay. To see how much you can save on the car you want, simply download the TrueCar mobile app or visit TrueCar.com today.
2: That's TrueCar.com.